0: Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 27. And uh, before I speak, I want to say some things. Uh, it's been a privilege for us as Dallas Seminary to be a part of this church. And I just want to say thank you to, to Dr. Baker uh, for inviting me to preach this morning and also for uh, inviting us to be a part of, uh, of this church. Uh, interestingly enough, our founder, uh, Lewis Barry Chafer uh, uh, said in 1928 that he felt there needed to be a East Coast branch of the seminary and that they should begin to start working on that. And it's interesting to see that this is the fruition of that. I want to also say a special thanks to Dave uh, Duhadway and Stephanie Mears because they're the ones that have helped us to really navigate uh, being a part of this this church for the last three years. And then the construction, Dave, uh, Dave McK- McKernan uh, has been uh, a great fireman, Dave, and uh, I appreciate him uh, helping us with the uh, construction project. And then uh, Nathan Baker, I-, I-, I have to say that as I come here each day, he greets me with a smile. And being a dean can be a lonely job sometimes, and to have somebody greet you with a smile is really a blessing. Whitner and Jackson, uh, they brought us through this project under budget and under time. And that's... Now, our next step is to fill this place with books. We have bought 18,000 books from uh, Fuller Seminary out in the... Uh, Los Angeles. And we're going to ship those books here with bookshelves. And uh, we're going to ship our 4,500 books that are at McLean, which uh, McLean Bible Church in Manassas was where we were for eight years. We grew from 10 students to 140 students there. And uh, we were happy uh, to be there growing. And um, I just want to say thank you to uh, uh, Commissioner Herity uh, because I sat through all those meetings, and uh, it, was, it was an education uh, to, to be a part of the, uh, the commission meetings. And uh, I just have to say that we are certified to operate by CHEV, the State Council for Higher Education of Virginia, because uh, they tell me I have to say that when I speak. <laughs> we have 150 students from New York to South Carolina, and they come in. Uh, find hotels, find friends, whoever they can, and they uh, are part of classes here. And uh, it is a real, uh, it's a real joy and privilege to be uh, discipling them, to, 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 to realize that their lives, their lifetime of service can be enhanced by uh, the training that they're going to, to get. Now, I, I just want to show you a, a picture, um, if, if I could get the next slide up. Uh, of uh, our, uh, my family. And uh, yes, uh, we have uh, 11 kids. Uh, we're a blended family. And uh, uh, seven of our own and then four are in-laws. Uh, we have six grandkids. And uh, the next slide, you can see uh, some of our newest members since COVID. And uh, these little kids are like magnets. They, 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 you just feel drawn to them, and it's such a privilege to, to have them in, in our family. And uh, one was born last Monday, so that's, that's great. Okay, the mission of Dallas Theological Seminary is uh, the next slide. Okay, the mission of Dallas Theological Seminary as a professional graduate-level school is to glorify God by equipping godly servant leaders for the proclamation of his word and the building up of the body of Christ worldwide. And As Dr. Baker Baker said, teach truth and love well. And so when students come to us, we are going to do this by the, the next slide, which is the things that we are known for. These are our distinctives that we teach all 66 books of the Bible. Uh, Even the minor prophets, they're going to get to study all of them. You're going to see theology, study the major branches of theology, practice training for a lifetime of ministry and spiritual formation, cultivate a heart for Christ and his church. And I think it's appropriate that we are in a church because that's our primary uh, purpose. Uh, source of uh, where we send our students is to the local church, and uh, and this is this is a real privilege for us. Now, um, we also have uh, uh, a partnership with this church, and we're part. I'm part of the Go Conference that's coming up, and I want to encourage you to be a part of that. I'm going to be doing a session there on spiritual warfare, which is what I teach at Dallas Seminary. Uh, I'm a professor there of, of missiology and intercultural ministries. And so uh, after, after five years as an engineer, uh, a management engineer, I spent 30 years as a missionary with crew uh, in Zimbabwe, Kenya, uh, Scotland, and finally at Yale University in New Haven, uh, Connecticut, and uh, we have a, a partnership with the Go Conference, and I, I want to encourage you to sign up. There's a table outside, as well as there's a, a table for Dallas Seminary. Now, learning to drive a car can be a, a, a daunting experience. Um, you know, we, we have uh, some people that uh, are, 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 are even more aggressive, and, uh, and they drive faster when they see that somebody has a learner tag on their car. <laughs> and uh, we put those be patient uh, student driver on the, on the back of our cars so that uh, people can be patient. In other countries, they put other things on the back of the cars, like in Zimbabwe, where I, I lived for 11 years, they put L plates, which means learner. And um, in this psalm, David is, is encouraging us to learn. He's encouraging us to move closer uh, to the Lord. Uh, You know, he started out as a shepherd, and uh, he ended up writing 73 of the Psalms. Uh, Boy, they must have given shepherds a real good education in those days. And so, um, you know, he he grew, and he's encouraging us in, in this psalm Uh, To grow. Uh, This psalm is laid out in like a chiasm. It's like a U where you start out at the top and you kind of go down and then back up again at the other side. And you'll see as we go through this together uh, how that works. So let's just read the first four verses to get a feel for this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though wars arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the lord and to inquire in his temple let me pray father in heaven this is your word and these are your people lord i pray that you would speak by your spirit the truth that you want each one of them to receive today i pray this in jesus name amen so the first thing that I want to, to say is that uh, David says that God is his light. And uh, this, is, this is a light that's different from just uh, the light that we see here. But this is a light of uh, the, uh, uh, the warmth and presence of God's love. And I, I hope that everyone here, has experienced this light at some point in your life, where, where you knew that, that there was no way that you could do it in your own strength. And the warmth and presence of God came, and, and you, recognized, you, you recognized that this is God that's with me, that's helping me to do this. I want to give you an example of this. There was a 17-year-old girl, and, and, and her father was in the hospital. He was, he was dying. And she went to the hospital, and she got on her knees next to his bed, and she held his hand, and she said to him, Daddy, can I pray that, that Jesus would heal you? And he said no. And he rejected. He, was, he, he had the opportunity to receive the warmth and presence of, of the Lord, and he rejected it. And I want you to understand that you can, you can accept the warmth and presence of the Lord, or, or you can walk away. Some, some of us don't even recognize it when it's, when it's there. And so I want to give you another example. There was one of my students. He was called home by his father, uh, who was dying of cancer. And uh, he went, and the family knew that he was a Christian, and everyone in the family is a non-Christian, and they tried to block him from sharing with his father what real life was all about in Jesus Christ. And so what he did is he took his cell phone and he recorded everything he wanted to say on that cell phone and then he put uh, earphones in it and he went in and he said, Dad, listen to this. And his dad listened to the whole message. And at the end, it said, Dad, If you want to receive Christ, squeeze my hand. Just squeeze my hand. And all of a sudden, his dad is squeezing, squeezing, squeezing his hand. And he prayed with him, and his father accepted Christ. And two days later, he went to be with the Lord. And and that is what the, the warmth and the presence of, of God's love is like. I remember on my sabbatical, they, 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 every seven years we go on a sabbatical, and uh, I asked the pastor of the church where we were at, what can I do to serve this church? And he said, teach the six-year-old Sunday school class. <laughs> and I said, I'm a professor at Dallas Seminary. <laughs> and he said, teach the six-year-old Sunday school it's and so I went in, and I taught these little, little six-year-olds, and I asked them, have you experienced the warmth and the presence of God's love? And this little girl said, yes, I have. Six-year-olds, she says, I had an appendicitis. <laughs> and my fever kept going up higher and higher, and, and, and after they did the surgery, my mom laid me on the bed, and she prayed for me that God would... Bring the fever down. And it came down. And I knew the warmth and the presence of, of, of God's love. And then a little boy, he said, I, I have a story. And, and he said that we moved to this city, and we were missionaries with my family, and we had no way of knowing anything uh, where we would live. And, and, and God led us to a, a lady who was holding her house for a missionary family because she wanted that house to be used by, by a missionary family to, to, to glorify the Lord. And so, uh, you know, he said, that's when I felt the, the warmth and the presence of God's love. And uh, we, were, we were crying by this time. These little six-year-olds are just uh, so, so excited. And, and so, one of, the, one of my assistants said, you know, I'm, I have a story to tell. I, I'm a golf coach, And and, and in order to get a license to be a golf coach, I have to shoot a certain score. And I know that I can't really shoot that score, but I asked God to help me, and I shot the score. (laughs) How's that? God even cares about golf. (laughs) And at that point, the other children in the class got angry, and they said, you shouldn't be teaching things in this class that we don't understand. We don't, we don't understand what you're talking about. And all of a sudden, the six-year-old girl who spoke at first said, Well, the reason that you don't understand is because you don't know Jesus. You need to know him. And the six-year-old it led the six-year-old to Christ. And you can't keep six-year-olds from talking, okay? I mean, they're going to... They're going to say what they want to say. And this is what she, you know, she was excited about was that the the warmth and the presence of God's love was real. And she wanted her classmates to experience that warmth and that presence. And so this er, this er, it's it's almost like my last name, which is or. And uh, it literally means in Hebrew, uh, the warmth and presence of God's love. But then there's also another word, Maaz. Now, this word means stronghold because it says here that the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And uh, a stronghold is another word for stronghold is masada. And uh, some of you who have been to Israel may have been to the, uh, the, the stronghold there. Now, uh, you know, that was built, obviously, uh, much later than, than David's time. But uh, you could almost picture David escaping, running from Saul, trying to get here and there to escape from him and, and getting to a place of Masada, uh, like Masada where, where he is protected. And he finds that in the Lord. He finds his protection uh, in the Lord. And, uh, and, and that is uh, my first point. Now, Secondly, look at verse four. One thing have I asked of the Lord; that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. You know, if if you think of this as a chiasm where we're going, we're going in in a in a U shape. Uh, you know, we're we're at the pinnacle still. You know, David is is talking about. Uh, Spending time with the Lord, uh, walking with Him, experiencing Him, uh, uh, getting to know Him, um, recognizing when He is moving, recognizing when the Word of God is speaking to your situation. And this is something that, that you can learn. You can actually grow in this. You can, you can develop as a skilled uh, uh, person in understanding and recognizing, hey, God God did something there. I'm reading uh, a book. Uh, when you have 11 kids, you get a lot of gifts at Christmas. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and one of them gave me George Washington uh, the, uh, uh, by Ron Chernow, the, the biography of George Washington. And, and as I'm reading, I'm, I've, I've read 700 pages in this book so far. And, and I, I'm still trying to figure out you know, why, why this Masonic thing was so important. I still haven't seen that. But I will say this. He recognized when God was present. And one of the times that I remember was the Battle of, 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 of uh, uh, Brooklyn where, where 32,000 British soldiers were against him and his 9,000. And they decided this isn't going to work. We, we've got to retreat and fight another day. And uh, they needed to get across this uh, body of water. And when the sun came up, there were still 2,000 of them standing on the shore. And then all of a sudden, fog rolled in, a pea soup fog, you know, where you can't even see the hand in front of you. And, And it protected them for two hours to be able to get across that, that body of water. And he said that was the providence of God that protected us. And there were many examples. And, you know, I could give you a lot, uh, a lot of examples from my own experience, uh, but I tend to cry when I do that. <laughs> and the, it, it, it could actually take a long time for us to get through. But I want, I want to challenge you. You should have examples in your, in your life you, know, you, should, you should have examples that you can think of just while I'm talking right now of, of the warmth and presence of God's love, of growing and understanding Him better. And, uh, and, and this is something that I want you to, to go away and think about in your, uh, in your time this afternoon. But then thirdly, uh, we see here in, in, uh, in verse 9, in verse 9, we see the bottom and he says, hide not your face from me, turn not your servant away in anger, or you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not. Now, David had a lot of chutzpah, okay, which, which chutzpah is uh, uh, confidence. But his confidence was in the Lord, not in his own ability. That's very important. And what we see here is that he, he's not as confident as he was in verse 1 through 4. He's experiencing what, uh, w- what happens in the Old Testament, okay? When people experience an anointing from God, it can be removed. You know, it, it, can, it, can, it can be there for a season, and then it can go. And uh, we have, as believers in Jesus Christ, a wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. And and David was looking forward to salvation, to to the coming of the Lord Jesus. We look back, and we have the presence of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 4, verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And Romans 8.11 says, If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. And so we have the Spirit in us, and this is, this is a difference uh, between Old Testament saints and, and, and New Testament ones, is that, is that when you are filled with the Spirit it's not something that is going to just disappear. Uh, David was concerned about this, and I want you to see. I want you to see this concern because it's something that you don't have to, you don't have to worry about. Uh, but we do need to, to walk. And David is, 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 is experiencing, I would say, the bottom of the, ch- the chiasm right here in, in that he is, he, he is concerned that God not remove his spirit. He is concerned. He is pleading with God, please continue to walk with me. You know, David knew he was a sinner. And uh, that's important, too, to understand uh, who you are. He said, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your ways. Okay, this is the, the fourth thing, is that he, he, David wants to be taught. You know, when somebody wants to be taught, it's called teachable. You know, you you have to be willing to be led, to be taught the Word. You know, you, we can take you through all 66 books of the Bible at Dallas Seminary. If, if you're not willing to be taught, it's not going to have a good result. I mean, you've got to develop a, a hunger, a teachability, a, a desire for the Lord to to teach you how to apply the scriptures. It's not just about learning, you know, what does it say? It's about living it and walking it and seeing it worked out in your life. And, and that's what David is concerned about as he, as he comes out of the chiasm here. He's, he's saying, teach me your way. You know, some, some, some say, teach me how to live. Show me the path that you want me to, to have. But then in verse 14, David comes back up. Here we have the old David. He's he's got the strength, he's got the confidence back. And he says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Now, you know, it's funny. He's talking. Who is he talking to? He's talking to himself. But you know what? He's talking to you and me. He's telling us. He's telling us that God can be trusted that we can can see him work in ways that only he can do. And we can learn to recognize, learn to look for uh, for him in the the little things of life and in the big things of life and to understand what this all means. Now, some of us here uh, may not experience what David was talking about you know, when he said that the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? And uh, maybe you're here tonight, today, and you, you've never experienced that light, that stronghold. Uh, you know, maybe you're here and you haven't, uh, uh, had the hunger that you, you want to get to know him, that you're hungry to, to, to learn more and to live life. And, uh, I want to encourage you today that Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you could be forgiven. And he rose again so that that we could walk in newness of life. And and, and that means life in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. He he died and rose again, and then he sent the Spirit to, to work in and through us. And this is a wonderful, a wonderful gift that he has given to us and I want to encourage you that if you've never experienced the, 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 the salvation that David talks about in verse 1, uh, that, that you are my light and my salvation, that you would trust in him today and that this would be the day that you would realize, hey, I need, I need a Savior. And so if you have uh, any questions that you would like to ask, uh, I would be happy to talk with you in the lobby afterwards. Uh, I'll be out there and uh, others will be there. And uh, we'd be happy to, to meet with you and to, uh, to interact with you. Uh, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this uh, time. We thank you for this dedication of, uh, of, the, of the new campus. Uh, Lord, you have been good and uh, Lord, as we look at the the, the the theme of every psalm, as it talks to different emotions, different needs, Lord, there's one common thread that we see in every psalm, is that you're good and you can be trusted. And so, Lord, we come before you now and thank you as we come to a close and we I pray that if anyone here has yet to trust in you, uh, that they might uh, turn to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen.